Hey, hey, are you curious about what it's like to coach with me? If so, you're in for a treat because in this special episode, we're giving you an exclusive behind the scenes look. This episode will provide you with practical tips and strategies to overcome the most frequently asked questions and challenges that digital CEOs are facing as they're growing and scaling their online coaching business. This is your chance to peek behind the curtain and see how powerful coaching can be. Let's jump into today's episode. Once you've done something one time, you have not mastered it. You've just done it. You've learned the concept and you've implemented it. But once you've learned the concept and implemented it, now we have data that increases your confidence level, which informs, again, let's do it again and get better at it. Because I'm a really big believer in continuous improvement. I'm a really big believer in repetition. I'm a really big believer in, I don't want you to learn a bunch of things at a surface level. I want you to learn three or four of the right things at a depth of mastery so that you can predict and control your results and so that you can create more sustainability in your cash flow and the success that you're seeing in your business. Mastery produces that. Not being a Jane of all trades. I don't want you to have to be jumping from YouTube to LinkedIn to Twitter to Instagram to Reels to TikTok to Clubhouse to growing an email list to figuring out paid ads to figuring out how to do JV partnerships. Like that's too much. You might know how to do all those, but at a level at the surface. I'm here. Let's learn two or three things and let's focus on how do we get you to a level of mastery around them? Because the mastery around two or three things done well will position you for sustainable growth long-term. And that's why I do what I do. So my program is designed in a very linear nature. My curriculum is designed in a very linear nature, but it's also very cyclical in behavior. And this is part of the reason why I keep, like, you know, I'm, I'm saying the same thing, but I'm teaching it in a different way. I'm using different analogies. I'm conveying it a different way. So that why? So that I want you, you, my clients, like we're here for the long haul. You don't just come and work with me to stay with me for two months, right? We're here for a depth of mastery. And that, that when you talk about being an authority, being the go-to voice in your industry, like where your competitors start hiring you. The reason is because can't nobody articulate, like when you start to understand this, people in your industry, nobody will be able to out-articulate you. Nobody will be able to out-content create you. Like, because most people don't know what I'm telling you right now. If you're watching this right now, just know this is divine alignment. This ain't nothing but God. Your competitors aren't doing this. And when you can do this, and you can do do this and publish this consistently, you've now fucked up the game. (laughs) They're going to be like, who was Tiffany? Where did she come from? Cena now on the map. I didn't even know she was a competitor that I got to watch out for. You know, Josie here, wait a minute. I thought I was doing something over here with my cute little marketing program. I wasn't. You guys will dominate your industry in a way that's not manipulative, that's not high pressure, And that's not like authentic. That's not true. Like you guys will be able to do this in a way that is congruent, that is aligned, that differentiates you ethically and still allows you to generously serve, to be of service. I think this is like more of that like feminine versus masculine energy. I cannot stand marketers who are like penetrate the industry, penetrate the marketplace, like be manipulative. It needs to be high pressure. Like 
you need to poke a hole on their fears. Like make them like you need to make this a, you know, end all be all. Like I that to me is like, whoa. And I don't know if any of you guys have been on the other end of that, on the other end of being sold to like that, in the sense of like, you might not even be able to articulate what you're experiencing, but it is like, bro, I feel violated. My values feel violated. Why are you trying to pressure me into either making a decision to support my family or to invest in your program? Like, it's serious, but it's not that serious. I, I don't know, but I have been on the other end of, of being marketed and sold to like that. I'm not a fan. Don't try to penetrate me, bruh. I need permission. Don't try to coerce me into making an investment decision. I need you to create an environment within the sales conversation that allows me to give consent before you proceed, period. This to me is like a, a, a level of us being able to reclaim our independence in the purchasing process. Shouldn't nobody be penetrating? Shouldn't nobody being applied false pressure? Shouldn't nobody be manipulative? It ain't gotta be like that. Like it ain't gotta be like that. It is the worst feeling. It, 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 you can be able to sell in a way that is aligned with your values versus violating somebody else's. You can sell in a way that allows you to get permission before you pursue any sales conversation. If anybody has purchased anything from me, how often I ask for permission constantly. Hey, do you mind if I ask you some follow-up, some clarifying questions about your application? I've been talking a lot. I feel like I have an understanding of what it is that you need. Do you mind if I give you permission? Can I can I take the reign over for you? What questions do you have for me? I'm offering consent. There's permission built throughout my entire sales process. There's permission built into the curriculum delivery that I offer. You you will lose all credibility with me in the, in a heartbeat. I think the beauty of when you can understand a higher level of market sophistication, you can design a sales process that is so much more permission-based, consent-based, consensual, and being and honoring the human on the other end of the transaction. And like, and you can do it in a way that's still profitable, that's a hundred percent aligned, that still generates cash flow for your business, that's still like that you can still make bank off of it. If you look at the buying behavior, just even what's going on economically. People are not just buying coffee because they're thirsty anymore from anybody that's selling coffee. Like there's a reason why Starbucks exists. People are overpaying for coffee at that. Like you can buy coffee anywhere, but think about it. People don't want to just invest with somebody who can solve their problem, but especially when they're paying premium, they're investing in a company that aligns with their values, that aligns with their identity, that aligns with the perception of who they want to be. This is why Starbucks is so successful because they're not just selling you coffee. They're also selling you value alignment. They're selling you the perception of who you're going to be perceived as when you walk around with your Starbucks cup. So they're not just selling you the product. And I think buyers are becoming more sophisticated in general. They're demanding more from companies. They're demanding more from institutions. They're demanding more from people they spend their money with. It's so important that when you are positioning yourself as a premium priced solution in your marketplace that you're selling beyond just like, do they like me? And can I solve the problem? That's cost of entry. But when you're selling premium, are you selling in a way that aligns with their values? Are you selling in a way that, you know, aligns with the identity of who it is that they want to become? And are you, are you connecting all of those dots? And then we start really breaking down that, that again, that sophistication of your marketing content, it needs to be addressing those concerns. 